Welcome to Japan According to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host, Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey everyone, on this episode, we talk a little bit about、uh, Netflix and online video services in Japan. Um, then I get into a bit more detail about Halloween in Japan.、Um, this is coming out in October. I did a three part、uh, in- Instagram、uh, blog about Halloween in Japan the good, the bad, the ugly. So this time I get into the good, or I try to get into the good, but、um, that doesn't go over so well at some points. But I, get in- you know, I explain a little bit more about Halloween in Japan, my, my experiences here, and how I've seen it develop over the past few years. So I hope you enjoy it and tell me what you think as always. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everyone? Again, you can see my head is kind of oily. You know, I just got out the shower, but we are back. We are back, and w e back for episode number five. Episode number five, thanks for joining me. Welcome back to Japan According to Akio. I've got a great show for you today.、Um, I'm recording this on Sunday, the 1st of October. So it's officially freaking October. This year went by super damn fast. It's really ridiculous. But、um, a lot of great things happened. Let me adjust this. Ooh, hope it doesn't fall. Yeah, a lot of great things happened、um, for me, are happening for the, me this year.、I、had my first son, started this podcast, get to talk to you guys.、Um, you know,、um, Just life is moving forward, and I'm really grateful for it. Gr- grateful to be here with you guys.、Um, and let's get to rocking. So, we got a lot of things in store. Since you know, it is October, I was feeling a little bit、um, in the Halloween mood. You know,、um, this is probably gonna, of course, gonna come out af- a little while after I record it. So, I decided, let me just excuse me. Sorry, I ate dinner.、Um, Let me get a heads up on Halloween, you know, get some stuff out there, give you guys some stuff to kind of think about, talk about if you want to. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's get into it.、Um, so, what we're going to do today, as always, you know, we got our、um, article of the day that I'm going to kind of expand on,、uh, take an Instagram post, expand on that. Can you guess what it's going to be about? Hmm, it's October. You know, I wrote a three part. Uh, Instagram blog about it. Yes, of course, I'm going to be talking about Halloween. Halloween in Japan, you know, that's the big topic. Oh, fucking hell. It's been the big topic in, in Japan since、um, September. It's kind of increasing in its intensity and around from Halloween 1st, from, from freaking October 1st, it's like, okay, boom, Halloween season, let's go 155%. Everywhere you go, we're just slapping you in the face with it until the day of Halloween. And then the day after Halloween is fucking Christmas. Like, that's what happens in Japan. It's amazing how quickly shit shifts from Halloween to Christmas. Christmas is forever here. Like, it literally is from like the 1st of November. There might be like a couple of down days, but by like the first week of November, you're already getting hit with Christmas all over your head. It's kind of weird for me being from America. You know, we got Thanksgiving. I want my fucking turkey, man. Like, I well, 
my dad doesn't like turkey. He likes Cornish game hens. That's a long story. But I fucking like turkey and gravy and mashed potatoes and sweet potato pie and all that good shit. So we'll talk about that later on in the year. But for now, we're going to focus on Halloween. Halloween, Halloween. So, but before that, um, let me shamelessly plug my shit, of course, as always. Again, you can find me on um, Instagram at A-K-I-L dot W-A-T-S-O-N. Didn't need to close my eyes this time. I got it locked in on Twitter. A-K-I-L underscore W-A-T-S-O-N underscore J-P. Once again, on Instagram, Akil dot Watson. And on Twitter, Akil underscore uh, Watson underscore JP, where I'm super fucking ice cold. It's not even funny. Um, <laughs> it is to me, actually, every time I check it. But, you know, um, whatever. It's all good. Um, so, yeah, you know, check out my blogs, mainly on Instagram. Check If, if, if you're a first-time listener, please check out my blogs on there. Um, check out my shit. You know, I, I'm talk, talking about Japan, everyday life here. Um, just a mixed bag of everything Japan related. I'm just trying to give you a better idea what how it goes down in the JP. Um, but uh, what we're gonna focus on tonight tonight is I, I found a pretty um, you know article again that just popped out at me. So we're gonna transition into that. Even though I don't have any liquid refreshment tonight, no beverages, no water, no nothing. I'm just gonna go raw. <laughs> <laughs> that just didn't come out right <laughs> but <laughs> but i'm gonna you know i'm i'm gonna try and um hurry up and do this my wife's downstairs and you know it's getting late so i gotta make this happen squeeze it in while i can anyway um the article that we're gonna get into from japan times is called um ainori ainori is a-i-n-o-r-i Ainori, if you don't know, is was a popular Japanese TV show in the 90s and early 2000s. I used to watch it. You know, my students used to tell me about it. I used to watch it when I was first studying Japanese. Um, um, it's it was kind of like if you remember from the 90s, like road rules, but you know, everyone was in the fucking RV driving somewhere doing stunts and shit. But Ainori is kind of like um, a love version of that, where um, Basically, people, you know, go ride around in the fucking van, or I think all over the world or some shit, and uh, they, yeah, uh, they stay in the van riding around until people hook up. Not like hook up, like, you know, getting freaky deaky in the back of the bus. Literally, they want to fall in love. They're looking for love, you know, and, <laughs> and so if people, you know, want to either um, become a couple, they leave the show together or if someone just fucking gives up and they just like fuck this shit i'm not falling in love and nobody's fucking with me i think they can leave the show too so it was like a really long running show you know i I used to watch it whenever it came on sometimes just to get some japanese practicing and kind of see you know how fucking japanese people procreate it was kind of interesting uh, the the you know um the mating dance here in japan for young people was kind of interesting for me to watch just you know studying japanese society a bit but anyway the show ended 
And apparently, Netflix is bringing the motherfucker back. Nostalgia is in, baby. You know, the 90s are back. I'm seeing you, America. I'm seeing you, Western world. I'm seeing these Super Nintendo drops, these fucking, you know, um, Super Nintendo ROMs with only 50 games in them and the fucking uh, regular Nintendo drops. I'm waiting for the Sega Genesis to come. You know that's on its way. Um, So that's, you know, kind of interesting to see. But... The article, I'm getting totally whoop sidetracked, but the article is on called Ainori Reboot Reflects Attempt to Attract New Generation. And this article for me, the article itself and the show itself really isn't that interesting, to be honest with you. If you watch it, it's on Netflix or Japan, apparently, but I don't have Netflix here, so I've... <laughs> I've never used Netflix. Like, I don't know. If you put me in front of a Netflix menu, I'll probably shit my pants because I just never used one. You know, this is kind of one of the things. I'm here on an island by myself. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I chose this article because it, it I think, gives you a little bit of insight into why Japan's kind of an island and I'm going to expand on that as always a bit more and give you a little bit of a um, glimpse of what I've seen in my time here and what I've noticed so one important one thing my, my battery let me check one thing make sure this thing's still okay before I got started I just needed to check my bootleg camera battery to make sure that it was um, still running if you you probably saw me in my pajamas super comfortable jammy jammies <laughs> and my um, old school fucking Marvel shirt before it was cool to wear Marvel stuff um, I got from Target like I don't even know how many years ago when I was back in America. I was like, oh, that's cool. Iron Man, fucking Spider-Man, old school Wolverine, Captain America. You ain't going to take that one to the motherfucking house. So, <laughs> okay, I'm really talking shit tonight. Whew, you're you going to get something. I don't know what you're gonna, what's going to come out of me tonight. But anyway, we're focusing, focusing on Netflix. So, yeah, you know, honestly, the whole Netflix... Hulu revolution completely passed me by. Like, you know, Japan is kind of notorious for being ridiculously late for technology, some technology or some services that have been freaking become the standard for Western culture. You will be surprised. Spotify isn't really a thing here. Like, no, a few weeks ago, I was on a train with my wife and I was like, yeah, oh, I see they're finally running advertisements for Spotify. About fucking time. You know, it's been like years. Spotify's the shit in the Western world. And she's like, what the fuck is Spotify? You know, and she's like, has no idea. Like, oh, she, because she, there was um, one train car, you know, and they just were running Spotify ads like um, all over the motherfucker trying to drum up attention for it. But she just had no idea what it is because it's something that really doesn't get pushed here. Again, that's like a completely deeper topic. Please email me, questions for Akil at gmail.com if you want to hear more about it. Shameless plug. Sorry, I got to do it. But um, Netflix is one of those things. Netflix is just starting to gain steam here. I don't even know how big Netflix is compared to Hulu. I imagine in the Western world, Netflix is a shitload bigger than Hulu. Let me know if I'm wrong. I honestly don't know. Um, but in Japan, my images netflix and hulu are gut and gut are neck and neck i might even put hulu a bit 
ahead of Netflix here, just because Hulu came out ahead of Netflix in Japan. Um, but, you know, Netflix Japan is bringing back Ainori in an attempt to kind of draw younger people into Netflix's web of digital content. You know, that's what they're doing. So, you know, nostalgia is kind of like a, a big thing here. I'm, get, I'm getting the feeling that like companies and artists and stuff are starting to feel the squeeze that uh, the Western world has or is experiencing. It's kind of a full-blown thing right now. You know, we're old ways of doing things, TV, traditional media, things like that are really starting to, you know, fall by the wayside. And people are have have already really embraced the power of the Internet. That's why I'm here, baby. That's why I'm doing my thing. <laughs> but but in Japan, it hasn't really kicked off yet. You know, people still watch TV here. Um, you know, and it's, it might be because the population is aging. It might be because Japanese people are generally kind of conservative and resistant to new things. But Netflix is kind of having to play the long game here. Same thing Hulu. They're, you know, Amazon, ser Amazon service. I forgot what that shit's called, but... They're running ads, trying to gain momentum, but it's a slow slog. Like, people are really... People still fucking rent DVDs, like, going to, like, the equivalent to Blockbuster Video, Tsutaya, um, here. Like, and they're, they're still really doing that, you know? People just haven't gotten used to downloading digital content, like, things like that yet. Younger people are getting with it a lot more, but... You know, it is going to take a while for that thing to really hit and pop here the way it has in the West, where it's become like the new standard. You know, nobody's saying Netflix and chill in Japan yet. Like, I'm sure if you say that to a Japanese girl, she'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't even have Netflix, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so... Uh, so just just letting you know, man, like that's just the way it's going. So... Just be aware of those things. Like when you, if you know, you're, you're thinking about coming to Japan, you're coming to Japan. Um, you know, there is, I notice, I see the gap. You know, younger people, people under 30 are a lot more open to um, new forms of media, digital content. But it's funny how like companies react to things here because you would think, right, instead of a large, for example, a large media, and this is kind of why I wanted to talk about this, um, this article. Like, you would think, like, in the West, we would think rationally, like, for a large company, okay, times are changing, you know, we got to get with the times, so guess what? Let's go all in, or even partially into the digital media space. Go into, you know, what's happening new. We realize it's emerging. We realize it's going, what's coming next. You know, we can't stay where we are. We got to go where everything is going, get ahead of it, so that we can survive. Japanese big companies are not thinking like that. You know, they, for a lot of different reasons. Again, we're going to have to get into it on another episode because I'll be here all fucking night. And my wife is getting sleepy. Anyway... Here, it's more like what I've noticed is instead of like a large company saying, OK, let's get with the wave of the future and even a, a bit, you know, go forward. What they're trying to do is stay exactly where they are and pull the new um, generation back towards them. So you'll see like, you know, 
fucking traditional TV shows doing half their fucking show on Instagram, you know, and they were like, hey, we got this Instagram stuff, you know, and check it out. Can you believe it? Like, you can, like, upload shit and use filters. And then some, like, 50-year-old dude, like, what? That's fucking stupid. Fuck that shit. And, you know, it'll be, like, half of an old-school-ass talk show with people over, like, 40, 50 years old, you know, most of them like, oh, that's what, you know, grumbling like, oh, fuck, that's stupid, you know, and then the other half, of, and then they might have like one young person on there, because, you know, he or she, mainly she, she's popping, you know, on social media, so they're, like, so they're like, okay, fuck it, she's popular, bring her on our show, and, you know, we can attract some young people to watch our old, outdated ass format, that's kind of how Japan works, and it, and it will, in my opinion, it'll continue to be like that until those companies and those media outlets can't fucking resist anymore. Basically, that's that's kind of what happens. Japanese people tend to, and, and you know, this is where I can kind of give, put you in a little bit of the mind frame of Japan, Japanese society in general, as far as how change goes. And that's kind of why I picked this article. So, you know, basically, the way Japanese society goes in a nutshell let me change my pop filter adjust that okay the way you know my take on how japanese society deals with change is it doesn't (laughs) end of story (laughs) what i mean by that is japanese people tend to avoid change until it becomes absolutely fucking necessary and then when it becomes absolutely necessary everyone like freaks out and like floods like okay fuck how are we gonna do this shit oh fuck and then everyone just like hauls ass for the nearest solution that makes any rational sense you know so there's a lot you would think like if people just you know use a bit of foresight sometimes you can kind of see a lot of things coming you i mean fuck that's why i'm trying to get that's why i fucking did my company and trying to bust in my ass every day trying to get that off the ground because i see things you know i see in my space you know the need for customer service the olympics coming and even after the olympics the need for like e-learning and and other language solutions it's going to be there but nobody gives a fuck about it right now you know nobody gives a fuck about it until it becomes like a pressing issue that's like oh fuck we need a solution asap like yesterday and then hey you you got a solution i heard your shit's popping come on over here and then everyone just floods in so no one gives a fuck until everyone gives a fuck right and no one wants to be the first person to jump out there and do something new because you know like everyone would be like oh you doing something new oh let me let me see what's going on and then if one person does something new and it works then people are like okay 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 and people will accept it and do it but if it fails it'll be like oh yeah i thought so you know so that's part of how the japanese mentality works and you can kind of see it really playing out in media here um with the ainori thing it's a bit different because they're just trying to pull back oh it's, i don't know if it's the same you know again i'm not too schooled on netflix um, here in Japan, I just don't have it in my in my images. Like their content, probably they don't. Excuse me, don't have near as much um, content as Netflix abroad does. So it'll probably be a few years before you know I sign up for what, like fifteen, fourteen. I, I don't even know how much that shit costs. I know it's under twenty dollars a month, but you can tell I live on this fucking island. I've been here for a long time. So anyway, um, that's that. Uh, just checking my time. Wow, twenty minutes already. Okay. Um, yeah. So if you know, um, if you have a chance and you really want to see 
what like dating in Japan is like, you can check out Ainori, once again, A-I-N-O-R-I. I'm sure there's YouTube videos of the old one. There's also a show called Terrace House on uh, YouTube, I believe. Again, that's Terrace House. I've never seen it. I've seen like maybe 20 seconds of it. I think it's like, it's like the real world. If you remember, is MTV's The Real World still on? If MTV, I don't even... It probably is. Like, I, last time I checked, I think I went back to America. It was like Real World Season 20 or something like that. So it's probably still going. I remember when the first episode... I remember the first season of The Real World, which really dates me as well. When I was like a, a kid, you know, they were in New York with Heather B. And, you know, all them motherfuckers. And, you know... Uh, so, you know, that was like the dawn of reality TV, right? And now I'm pretty sure people just doing it for, you know what you, you know what you're getting into if you sign up for a reality show, right? Come on now. So, um, nowadays, any, anything past the year 2000 and like three, 2002, even when I was still living in America, you kind of knew what reality TV was all about. So, fuck, that's been like 15 something years ago. I can't even imagine what reality TV is like now. It's probably corny as shit to be honest with you. Um so anyway, let's let's transition uh from that on to the Instagram post of the day. Instagram post of the day. Hit you a little hit you a little. Okay. <laughs> I forgot I did that on camera, but whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're gonna um, keeping this shit raw. I'm not. I'm not editing editing a damn thing. So um, the the main thing um, we're talking about Halloween, and if you check my IG at akil dot watson. Once again, at akil dot watson on Instagram. So if you um. A few, I think about a week, two weeks ago, I did a three-part post, Japan, uh, Halloween in Japan, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Just for time, I'm only going to talk about the good now. Um, next time, we'll see what happens, depending on my, my schedule. I might do two parts, I might do one part. Still don't know what the fuck I'm doing yet. But let's talk about the good about Japan, Halloween in Japan. I'll share a story with you about the one or two times I, I went out on Halloween here. Um, so but just overall in general, by the way, I might be ashy if it's picking that up again. I got out the shower. I put, I just put some coconut oil on extra virgin coconut oil. Of course, organic baby. Got to take care of my skin. Um, after exfoliating, you know how I do, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> and shaving my head but um anyway um what the fuck was i talking about okay the good about halloween in japan right so uh <laughs> halloween you know when i used to go out uh, like to nightclubs and stuff like that you know um several a long time ago halloween was still designated as mainly for foreign people I mean, at the time, I really wasn't up on the comings and goings of Tokyo Disney, but um, I believe they had their Halloween th um, thing. I don't know when it started, but I think they start. They had their Halloween thing, you know, about like 10 or so years ago. Um, but, you know, mainly Halloween was kind of for like foreign people living here. And it wasn't a big thing. You know, uh, foreign people got dressed up, went to nightclubs, some Japanese people too. My wife, you know, were we married by that time? 
I can't remember if we were married or just engaged or whatever, but you know, I remember going out with her and her friends to like nightclubs and it was just like mainly foreign people. Um, it wasn't anything mainstream, you know, people were just kind of like looking at you like, you know, you, you didn't wear your costume on the street that well, we didn't, you know, um, and it just wasn't like a mainstream thing. But what happened? What happened? I'm sure if you just all you got to do is type in, you know, Halloween Japan, you're probably going to see some, you know, fucking love letter to Halloween in Japan, uh, internet videos floating around. I see this shit every year, like, Japan, Japan does Halloween the right way. Oh, shit, Japanese people are so fucking cool. Look at how fucking dope Halloween in Japan is. Fuck, there's people everywhere. You know, now there's, like, cameras of people. Like, it's become, like, a mainstream kind of thing. And I'm not going to talk about the bad or the ugly of it. I'm going to save that for another time. Um... But it it has become like a big, big thing. You can kind of, you can see, you can feel, I'm sure you can feel the cynicism in my voice when I'm talking about it, right? Because it's just a whole bigger issue um, with Halloween. And I say it in my post, I'm not knocking Halloween in Japan at all. For one, it's just not. You know, the t- the way people in their 20s... I'm not in my fucking 20s anymore. The way people in their 20s celebrate Halloween is kind of not really my thing. And even when I, when I was in my 20s, when I used to go out on Halloween, I wasn't dressing up. I mean, like, once I dressed up, you know, just my wife, her friend, a few other people, they were like, okay, we're going to dress up for Halloween. I was like, all right, cool. And I was like a flasher or something like that um, with some goddamn Timberlands on in, in like, a fake nude suit and a trench coat or something. But, you know... Um, that's like is you know i think after college really for me like and let me know if i'm wrong my perception in like america after college you know it may be in your 20s a little bit like your early to mid 20s a little bit your your participation in halloween really dies down until you have kids you know so i really wasn't super hyped for halloween after like coming here i was like okay whatever but you know i might go out and a few times i did go out but i didn't dress up and I remember, like, about, I want to say, let me see, I was like, I got to do some math now, fuck, about 2000, I want to call it 2014, 2014, what was that, 2015? No, it wasn't 2015, because uh, I started my company in 2015, it was 2014. That was the year when um, I went out one time on Halloween, yeah, and um, because of a dude who I worked with, a co-worker at the time, you know, a younger dude, um, I forgot where he was from, he was from the West Coast or something like that, but he was cool, you know, and um, he was more like, you know, he's still in his 20s club, and, you know, we used to hang out, whatever, Um, not hang out, but like at work, you know, you you just shoot the shit, and like, you know, um, got along well, and he was leaving, so... You know, I like to show love to people who I'm cool with. So before he left, I was like, okay, you about to leave. You and your friends about to, um, you know, chilling, like whatever. I'm just going to come through. I think I had the day off or like a half a day or something. So I was like, let me just come through and, um, you know, we'll have a few drinks, just shoot the shit a little bit. And then, you know, before you bounce. And because I don't think we ever hung out outside of work. So um, he lived, he happened to live in Shibuya, you know, so... I go to Shibuya and I remember because like I was just I think before I met him I I, I was just outside 
Um, of course, I'm in my regular clothes. I'm like, you know, it shit ain't nothing new to me, you know. But, you know, just people watching and just, you know, at the time I was doing market research trying to figure out what I wanted to do. That's what it was, it was 2014. Because I was doing mar- still doing market research trying to figure out what I wanted to, you know, do company-wise, business-wise here. And just watching how young people behaved. And that was the year before Halloween became, again, before it became like in a mainstream accepted kind of thing. So it was like, I was like, oh shit, next year there's going to be a ton of police out here. Because it was like thousands of people, not even thousands, hundreds of people at at that point. Uh, It was hundreds of people, probably thousands, a couple, over a thousand people on the streets of Shibuya. It wasn't like packed as, as you see now. But just the early adopters of it who, when it just started to break the seams of being accepted generally, you know, by a larger group of people, you know, in their costumes, running around, having fun, you know, every everyone, you read it in my blog posts, groups of people wearing the same outfit, um, which is a very Japanese thing on Halloween. Just a quick note, if you, if you use this year, or last year as well, you know, last year's stuff as well. Watch carefully all the Halloween videos and movies. And I guarantee you'll see two things that re- are really, really characteristic of Japanese people. One thing, you're going to see a lot of fucking group costumes, right? Like, when not like group theme costumes, like we're all the fucking Power Rangers, like all the different colors. You'll see that too. But you might fuck around and see like, five red rangers you know what i'm saying or or like four marios or like you know eight cops wearing identical fucking shit like people you know it's such a group oriented society here that people wear the same thing like it'll be like five little red riding hoods in a fucking row and walking down the street like you know or the second thing you'll see five zombie little red riding hoods walking down the street five zombie marios five zombie police officers five zombie fucking um snow whites like i don't know why everything is like a fucking zombie here like I don't know what the fuck happened, but zombies became like the official go-to Halloween thing. Like, you're a nurse, you're a zombie nurse. You're a police officer, you're a zombie police officer. You're fucking Mario, you're a zombie Mario. Dead ass serious. Watch the fucking, just YouTube some shit. Shibuya, Halloween, any year, you're gonna see zombie fucking everything. Like, it was so weird, like surreal, just being out there. I'm like, god damn, all these people just, you know, doing the same shit. And, uh, you know, again, I'm not keeping on the good, keep it on the good, keep it on the good, right? Because you can feel me fighting this, but, you know, I'm trying to trying to stay on the good. I mean, the good thing is there are tons of people on the street um, having fun, enjoying being out on the street. It's safe. Let me say that. It is safe. Like, Lord knows if that was in America, I was like, holy shit, this would be a riot. People would be getting attacked and robbed and it would be like chaos around this motherfucker. Like, that's all I was thinking when I was out there, you know, because it was just like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people walking and roaming the street, you know, um, hee hee giggling. It was like a little fucking summer camp, man. Like, that's kind of how it feels here when you're around like a lot of um, younger people sometimes, you know. I, I tell people if you want to really 
gauge the maturity level of someone in their teens or 20s in general let me say that in general my 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 calculation subtract five to seven years from that person's age and that is how mature you will probably find that person so if you have like let's say a 19 year old you know girl for example here in from from my experience she has the mentality of a 14 year old girl in the west that's just 22 she's probably like a 16 17 year old girl like you know um in maturity wise like that's just kind of a easy calculate mental calculation to have in a good frame of reference to keep so you so people you know in their early 20s like oh it's halloween let's take pictures you know nobody's really making any trouble like that i mean it's it's shit that you would see people that you wouldn't see people doing on a regular basis you know jaywalking like oh or you know um people the motorcycles come out revving their engines like all loud and at the time again there weren't any police there so i was like oh fuck there's gonna be a ton of police out here next year and you know because it got to that breaking point where you could see like okay this is becoming a thing the bodies that be were late on it this year they didn't recognize see it coming but next year they have no choice but to accept it and deal with it and that's what happened the next year you know there i saw news there are police out there everywhere you know directing traffic fucking okay everyone don't jaywalk and shit like that the interesting thing is you know because and again this is another thing that's kind of takes you behind into the mentality of japanese people one thing you you notice is once again let me just double check make sure i'm still recording Okay, good, good. I was charging my battery before. I wanted to make sure my um, camera battery didn't die. Um, but yeah, um, an interesting thing about it is in America, you know, police are more law enforcers. And I'm not going to get into anything police related like in America right now. I'm not taking it there. So don't come here for like you're not getting any of that shit on this show. Um but the in Japan they're more peacekeepers, not law enforcers, right? So this is how I summarize Japanese police. We, again, we'll probably get into that another time. Um, but what I mean by that is, for me, my in my my image, like if there were like thousands of people swarming an area, you know, in in central DC or anywhere without any fucking permit or anything, the police would be cracking that shit down. The SWAT team would be out. There might be tear gas. Might be, okay, get your ass at home. We're not having this it, when it gets to a certain point, right? Japan's not like that. It's the complete opposite because it's not an officially sanctioned event. Because there's not one person responsible for it, the police don't do shit. All they're trying to do is stop. You know, I think they blocked traffic this past year, actually. You know, they literally blocked because it was just so many people they couldn't deal with it. They blocked traffic for that whole area around Shibuya. So you couldn't just get in. But there's no official event. It's just so that you know, the people who are gathering there can do it smoothly and they can kind of guide them where they want to go. Now, you might think, and rationally so, if this event has gotten so huge and there's so much shit going on, maybe they should just have an official event or something like that, you know, where people can... um come and gather and you know have a good time peacefully but that opens up a whole another can of worms in japan because that would mean someone will be responsible 
openly responsible. And no one, and I think I told you before in this show, no one's going to be the first person to step forward and take responsibility for that. Shit just doesn't work like that in Japan. So, you know, unless there's some big incident where someone gets killed or someone gets attacked or something like that, it'll just kind of go on the way it is. And, I mean, young people, like, honestly, I'll get into, like, the the other parts of it at a later date. But, you know, from what the videos that I've seen, I say it's, it looks like good, clean fun to me. You know, of course, people are going to complain about the noise and the litter and shit like that. But, you know, when I was there um, a few years ago and when... What I see on the news and what I see on the internet, I don't see anybody really going there with really bad intentions or anything like that. They're just running around like, it's Halloween. You know, we're out in costumes like, oh, you know, like having a bunch of like, you know, fucking kids allowed to stay out for the first time. Um, you know, and you have like Halloween parties and stuff like that building up to it. it you know, um, personally, I wouldn't when my son gets older. Um, or if I had like a daughter who was like a teenager, I wouldn't let them go there, you know, just because it's like the f streets are flooded with people at this point now, because it's become so socially acceptable. The people jump start have jumped on the bandwagon where it's like, you know, it was scary a few years ago, but everyone else is doing it. So, Hey, I can go too, you know? So now that's like the place to go. And I just think like, fucking hell. I like, you know, I'm from, DC, I'm from America. I'm like, fuck, if like, you know, something happened there, everyone's fucked. People getting trampled. People, that's just, just, fuck. I, you know, you just won't even want to, just looking at that situation, I'm just like, fucking no way in hell I'm going to be caught dead there, you know, um, at this point in my life. And um, ho hopefully I would encourage my kids to be a little bit smarter about their choices of where they hang out instead of being, jumping on the bandwagon. But, but if you just want to come have some good, clean fun, see some shit, take some pictures, you know, cosplay, woo hoo 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 hoo, I recommend it, man. You, you know, um, um, I ain't going there, you know. But <laughs> if that's your thing, um, I recommend it. Even if it's not your thing, you know, I would say check out um, YouTube. You know, just Halloween Shibuya or Halloween Japan, and put in any year, 2016, 2015. Probably those two years, you'll find the most stuff. Before then, it wasn't really a thing. You might just find some random nightclub footage or something like that. But definitely 2015, 2016, you'll find a lot of shit. A lot of pictures, a lot of videos. You know, I saw, like, camera people out. I see, uh, I forgot where, but I forgot how. But I've seen, you know, camera people out there and setting up shop and, you know. And, you know, of course, the Western journalists want to come over and, and take videos of the shit and really show... You know, Japanese people doing stuff like that. So um, it, it's just like a basically it's a big cosplay festival. There's no real trick or treating going on. You know, um, that's more for the daytime. Before I get out of here, let me let me kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's almost 10 o'clock. It is 10 o'clock. You know, Halloween's really split up here. There's no real trick or treating over here. Um, I think I've heard like one or two small neighborhoods that actually do trick or treat, but you know, they've made it like their own little tradition. And kids come flooding from like other neighborhoods. They're like, oh shit, they got candy over there. So they just like, one of my students last year, she was like, yeah. My friend's neighborhood, we going over there because we heard they got candy and, you know, like we can go trick or treating. And it's like one little street where they do it. I've heard like two areas that do it, one in central Tokyo and one somewhere like um, in the suburbs of Tokyo from my student. I don't know exactly where, but, you know, they actually do it. 
Everywhere else, what you'll see is for like a very kid-friendly image. So like Shibuya is like the dirty little secret fun, right? It's like you know the side chick fun, <laughs> side chick Halloween. You know that you don't really talk about in the daytime, and nobody really like likes, and no one will really stand next to and say like this is mine, I'm owning it. But it goes down, you know, and everyone knows about it, and it's obvious. But you know, it is what it is. Daytime is when you get like officially sanctioned events. Lots of fucking parades. Again, like cosplay shit. Like, you know, parades, costume contests is what I've seen a lot of. That's like really kid friendly. You know, parents will, in my, where I work, like every fucking year they have like parents like parading around with their kids, just walking up and down the street. Like, I think they got a parade or something. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't... It's just parades. It's like, okay, well... You know, again, group stuff. Like, hey, we got on costumes. Let's, let's walk down the street. Yay, happy Halloween! You know, kind of thing, really. Like, that's about it. Uh, nothing really related to trick-or-treating. And then, that's it. It's over. You know, everything else is really retail-related, pushing sales of Halloween candy. I'm sure it'll get more and more saturated over the years, but I'm going to save that for another time when I can really shit on Halloween in Japan and give it to it. (laughs) You can tell I'm just waiting to shit on Halloween in Japan, right? Um, (laughs) But no, I mean, again, I hope I'm not really trying. I'm not really shitting on it. Again, it's just not my thing. And it's kind of for a lot of people, it's very transparent what's going on. But, you know, if again, if you like, if you have kids, you come into Japan, you know, it's, it is good, fling, good, clean fun in the daytime. It is in at nighttime. It's, a you know, a bunch of, you know, PG related wildness, if you will. Like, you know, it's not anything like raunchy, not anything sexy, not anything... Um, really illegal or harmful or dangerous that I've seen going down there. You know, no one's really looking to cause mischief. You know, they're just looking to kind of cut loose, like, oh shit, we can wear costumes on the street and act crazy? Awesome, let's do it. That's kind of the vibe I get here. So, that's the good of Halloween in Japan. You know, um, there's a lot more to this story, which I will give to you, give it to you raw. (laughs) You know, I got to sing, right? But um, that was kind of my attempt to do ODB, but then I just like gave up after a second. But um, so, yeah, I'm going to wrap things up for this episode there. Next time, we'll we'll probably get into the bad and or the ugly as well as another article. And if you give me some questions, give me some questions, please. Give me some questions, please. Questions for Akil at gmail.com. It would be much appreciated. If not, if you're just listening, if you're just watching, that's totally cool as well. You know, I'm just happy that I'm literally, if I got one person watching this, I really appreciate you. Uh, I, I have fun. I'm really in my element doing this. I didn't have any water and my throat's really fucking dry right now. So that was a lesson learned for next time. You will see me with some type of beverage, alcoholic or non-alcoholic. Um, so I'm just going to wrap things up here. Thank you all for listening. Uh, please last final time, check out my Gmail at Akil dot Watson or, uh, on Twitter, Akil underscore Watson underscore JP. 
as always, love you guys. You can tell I'm running out of gas. <laughs> if on video, you can see me like, oh, uh, fuck. I was up until like 3, 3 o'clock, almost 3, 2.30, 3 o'clock, um, getting episode 3 online. After, I just recorded this. Yeah, let me give you a quick update before we go. Just recorded this. So um, next stop is YouTube to kind of get things pumping there. So expect this on Facebook. My Facebook is Akil Watson. You know, it's it's uh, I made it uh, my and the animated profile picture. So you can just find that uh, page and say what's up to me there. Uh, find the videos, of course, everything there like there. And then I hope knock on wood, knock on something. If um, um, I'll be able to have a YouTube page set up where I can put these videos. Again, the quality is not so good because, you know, the HD setting has like a 12 minute limit on the camera that I'm using. So, <laughs> you know, only like the three something, 320p, uh, I can I can do like over an hour. So, you know, I'm just working with what I got right now. Um, but, you know, it's. It's not the weapons, it's the heart of man that wins the war, right? Mmm, dropping some shit. Got that from a book. I think Napoleon said it or some, somewhere. Someone said, ah. Uh, fuck, I forgot his name. It was a general, a famous general who said it. Um, but it's true. So I'm trying to win this with my heart, man. I'm winning this war with my heart. Um, all right, let's wrap it up there. Love you guys as always. Thank you for watching. Much appreciated. Peace, y'all.